0: Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal, horror, dark, fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight we're going to talk about zombies. (laughs) And I do love zombies. If you follow me on social media, you already know that. Um, I have to start this podcast out by saying that zombies are the one monster. That still <laughs> freaks me out. I still occasionally have a nightmare or two about them. Um, but when I was a kid, I used to get, when I was young, um, I used to have night terrors or the equivalent of night terrors and I could not watch anything scary. I couldn't look at anything scary. Like sometimes Scooby-Doo would freak me out. <laughs> That's how bad it was. So, during that period of time, I had a reoccurring dream for about four years, and the house we grew up in, my room was on the second floor, and outside that window was the roof uh, to the little porch, Um, and I say this for a reason, (laughs) so I used to have a dream where I would wake up and I was trying to get out of the house because I was in danger from... um, my family who are vampires who wanted to suck me dry of blood (laughs) but i couldn't get out of my bedroom through the window because surrounding the house was zombies (laughs) so i was trapped in my room with monsters surrounding me and the more i tried to find a way you know around the zombies just more and more became you know started to come and it was petrifying. And I remember it so clearly to this day, that nightmare. And it never moved from that. Like, I had it for four years. And in those four years, I don't think it ever progressed to anything else. Like, it was the same dream. I woke up in the same situation. And I ended in the same place every single time. (laughs) So until I was about 12 or 13, I couldn't watch anything horror related or anything remotely scary and then after that after I was about 12 13 which I think I mentioned in another podcast I was finally able to kind of start getting my horror phase on and I did and it's still going to this day um so the first introduction really to zombies was George Romero's Night of the Living Dead and it is uh, still to this day, one of my favorite zombie movies, and I love all of his zombie movies. I don't care how corny they are. I don't care how bad they are. Just absolutely love them. <laughs> my favorite, though, uh, besides *Night of the Living Dead*, is De- *is Dawn of the Dead*, and I, and I did love the remake. <laughs> so, but that is my favorite. *Dawn of the Dead* is my favorite Romero movie. After that. Um, and done. These are in no particular order. Zombieland. <laughs> Zombieland eh, the first one in Zombie Land Double Tap are two of my absolute favorite zombie movies. They're fucking awesome. And Double Tap surpassed my expectations. It was friggin' awesome. I also liked, uh, surprisingly, I liked World War Z. And I say surprisingly because I'm not the biggest Brad Pitt fan. I do like some of his movies, but um, I was a little wary of him uh, in this role. But I really did love it. And I <laughs> shame on me, I watched the movie before I read the book. <laughs> uh, that may have contributed to me liking the movie more. But I'll talk about the book uh, a little later on in the podcast. But... World War Z if you haven't seen it I do think you should because it is a good movie I also loved Pride Prejudice, and Zombies there is just something about Jane Austen and Zombies that I absolutely love But the cast was amazing and so of course that's why I really loved the movie the cast was stellar in it um, I also did like warm bodies it's on the lighter side, you know, with, with more romance, but I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't watched that one, you should, because it is a good movie. The Resident Evil movies, of course, I loved those. Um, not all of them, <laughs> but the first and the second one, and then the very last one is the, are the ones that are my favorite. I wasn't completely happy with everything in the last movie, but I did like the way it ended. A recent one I saw is The Girl with All the Gifts and I like that one so I it, surpri- it surprises me a little bit because I wasn't really sure going in if I was going to like it but it was very good. It was a it was a different take on the zombie apocalypse. So if you haven't seen that one, I do suggest it. Um, those are I mean there are a lot more zombie movies, but those are some of the top ones that I really liked. Now TV shows, (laughs) and we are going to spend a little more than a minute on The Walking Dead, and if you have not watched the first few seasons, please be warned that (laughs) there are about to be some major spoilers dropped in this podcast, so spoilers, 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 and here we go. (laughs) I loved the first three seasons of The Walking Dead. When, I first, when the first episode aired, I can say honestly that it scared the crap out of me. That first episode in particular still scares the crap out of me when I watch it. I think they did such a fantastic job of introducing the characters. And I had not wa- uh, read the comics, so that really was my introduction to the characters. And I, I really loved the, the way they wrote it, because not only was it creepy <laughs> and scared the shit out of me, but the introduction to everybody was excellent. So in those first three seasons, <laughs> I, I developed a love-hate relationship with Andrea. I loved her in the first season, and I loved that she ugly cried when her sister died. <laughs> I know how that sounds. But I loved that Lori Holden, the actress who played Andrea, did not hold back. She did not pretty cry. And that really helped um, develop the world. Like the world they were in is not a place where you pretty cry. <laughs> and she did it. And I loved that. Um, in season two... She really started to get on my freaking nerves. But there were highlights in season two that I love for Andrea. And I loved her scenes with Shane. I think out of all the characters, she really understood where Shane was coming from. And why he reacted to things the way he did. And she didn't judge him. But she told him the truth and how he could have handled things better. And... It wasn't that I wanted them to be a couple because I didn't. I thought they were great friends. And I really think that all of that, all their scenes together, added so much to the second season. And I loved Andrea's scene with Lori in the kitchen at the farm. I friggin' cheered. Like, I got up and cheered. I'm like, yes! It's about fucking time someone told Lori where she could stay stuff it oh my god it was so great and in season three she really spent most of the time on my nerves although i could see why she was making the decisions she was making but it really annoyed the shit out of me the scenes between her and the governor um and then uh her death killed me like i am surprised how much her death um Affected me because I was pissed like I think I ranted about that for friggin days <laughs> I was so angry when she died another character that I mainly really hated was Lori Jesus Lord, I swear to God that woman and when I watch when I rewatch the show I hate her even more like I don't think it's possible to hate her more and then every time I wa- re-watch those first few seasons, I hate her more. And it's not just so I understand some of her actions. I really do. But she fucked up so many things. And yes, it added to the tension. And yes, it was needed. But I was so infuriated <laughs> at what she did to Shane and the wedge between shane and rick and how that bled into the other characters and how they reacted with shane or you know interacted with shane (laughs) i don't think there is enough um words to properly describe how much i hated that woman and i don't know anyone among my friends who was sorry when she died speaking of shane (laughs) I love Shane's character, and I do not think that they ever got back that same kind of tension when he died. And I hated, I hated that Rick was always like, Stay away from my family, Shane. They are not your family, you know. And then two seconds later, when Rick's leaving to do whatever, he's like, Shane, watch over my family. You got to watch over Lori and Carl. <laughs> And it's a wonder that Shane lost his shit. (laughs) I mean, it was... It was well-placed, and it was well-acted, but I was still so fucking... To this day, as you can hear, I'm still really pissed off about the way Rick (laughs) treated Shane. But I do think that parts of Shane after he died I think parts of his personality did get into Rick and I think it was the push that Rick needed to be what he needed to be in the world of that zombie that type of zombie apocalypse I think my two favorite characters though are Daryl and Carol I cannot express how watching their character growth it was amazing When you see the two of them in season one and then watch their growth all the way up to season four, it is crazy. And the writers did such a good job of really showing. They're not telling you they've grown. They are showing you the progress each of them, uh, both of them are making. And I absolutely loved that. And when they say, by the way, there used to be, I don't know if you guys remember seeing it, but there used to be a thing on the internet where that said, if Daryl cries, we all cry. And it's so true. Every time that man cried, I cried. I mean, he just wanted to reach to the screen and hug, and hug Daryl. I loved him so much. Carol, I love how much of a fucking badass Carol turned out to be. And she is like the epitome of someone who grew into a fierce, fierce force to be reckoned with. And I hated that. So part of the reason I stopped watching was because the characters from the start of the show... We're starting to make decisions as if they had just woken up in the zombie apocalypse. These, you know, these characters have gone through a lot of shit. They know better and there is a better way to show, um, you know, there's a better way to add tension into a show that does not involve devolving your characters. You know they they knew what to do and what not to do in situations, and the writers really, for me, really ruined the show in that way. And what real? So I lost, started losing interest in the middle of season four. You know, uh, just before they got to terminus, and uh, when they were all separated, and they started adding characters too fast. For me like I was not getting attached to any of these characters so when we lost characters from the that we had from the beginning that I really was invested in there wasn't anybody there to fill that gap so I re- what really really stopped me from watching it was the way they treated Glenn's character and used him and f- did so many fake outs with him that by the time he did die i didn't really care i'm like good well now at least they can't fucking play around with this character like that anymore (laughs) don't even get me started on the whole garbage can scene don't even because we will be here forever i did watch the episode uh rick's last episode uh, well andrew lincoln's last episode and i actually really liked it up until the end I thought that it really harkened back to that first season and especially the first episode. They did an, the writers, kudos to them did an amazing job with that episode and again until the end which really fucking pissed me off and reminded me why I don't watch the show anymore but I, I did like the that episode really was well written up until that point Um, fear the walking dead I did like the first two seasons of that I did kind of leave that show in the middle of the third season and it wasn't that it was bad it was just moving a little too slow for me and the characters weren't evolving in a realistic way for me I was was disappointed at the way the characters were handled and it made me lose interest in the show because the storylines for me kind of (laughs) sucked um there is i did hear that they're doing another spin-off of it and maybe i'll check that one out too we'll see what happens when i watch the first preview of it another tv show that i like featuring zombies is z nation i it took me a couple of episodes to get into it but i do really enjoy that show another show i really like is i zombie I don't have cable, so I have to wait for the new seasons to come on Netflix. So, and that's how I found got, finally got the chance to watch iZombie. And I absolutely fell in love with the show. If you haven't seen it, you really should. In terms of books, since we're talking about iZombie, so there's a series called the White Trash Zombie Series by Diana Rowland. And I absolutely love this series. It starts with my life as a white trash zombie and you guys really need to check it out. If you like iZombie, you will love this series. I highly suggest checking it out. Another series that I love is the Living with the Dead series by Jesse Peterson. The first book is Married with Zombies (laughs) and guys, it's awesome. You You should really go check it out. It's one of my favorite series. Another book that I really liked was is called "Zombies: Apocalypse Blues" by Walter Greatshell, and it's an interesting uh, take on zo- on the zombie apocalypse. So if you haven't read that, I highly suggest you do. I think the reason zombies never go out of fashion, so, so to speak, um, in our culture is because zombies really reflect our fears as a society. Everything from Death and pandemics, and you know, just our base fears are reflected through zombies. And I, and yes, they can be fun and campy, but I think that's why they never go out of fashion. And I also think that's why um, they're so good at scaring people because they hit more so than vampires and werewolves, they hit on so many of our most primal fears and it's been that way for you know thousands of years really the first mention of zombies um, at least in my opinion is the epic of Gilgamesh where they say I shall raise up the dead and they shall eat the living the dead shall outnumber the living and if that doesn't shout zombie apocalypse I don't know what does <laughs> And that is an epic poem from ancient Mesopotamia. And more so, I think, than even vampires and werewolves. Zombies have always been there in our minds. And, and again, I think that's because they hit on our base fears. Death, pandemics. All of that is still in our minds to this day. We still have those same fears that we had thousands of years ago in regards to death and illness and today you know in modern times we still have even with science to explain so much of what we once didn't understand again those fears are still there and zombies play right into them perfectly and just like Uh, vampires and werewolves I do find it interesting how every culture kind of has their own version of a zombie Um, the Norse called it a draugr the English called it a revenant Uh, in the Middle East they had the ghoul and of course um, the term zombie comes from Haitian folklore and that brings me to necromancy (laughs) <laughs> because you cannot go through a podcast about zombies without mentioning the people who raid the dead there are so many variations and books and movies featuring necromancers um but i love pretty much all of them because i think oh my god don't even get me started on ash and the army of the dead <laughs> i feel and I love that movie so much you guys but you can't really mention zombies without m- mentioning necromancers because necromancers can raise the dead not just communicate with spirits but actually raise the dead and of course one of the big ones is Lord Sauron in the Lord of the Rings movies and another big one for modern times are uh, the white walkers and the Night King from A Song of Fire and Ice by George R.R. R. Martin. Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Anita in that series is a necromancer. In my opinion, Victor Frankenstein is a necromancer. And while he doesn't use magic um, or special powers to create his monster, he still brings the dead back to life. And in my opinion, he should be on the list of... Um, necromancers for certain i do get asked if i'm ever gonna release a book about zombies and the answer to that is i i have three books in progress featuring zombies and i have a short story you will probably get the short story first i do not know when because they're all still in progress but Um, I am hoping to have at least one zombie book out in the next uh, year to year and a half and again it's probably gonna be the short story first (laughs) if you want to know the truth I think I struggle with finishing some of these books not just because I had other series that I needed to work on first but because there is so much I love out there in all formats you know movies TV books about zombies that i struggled with can i add anything new to what is already out there that's so wonderful you know could i spin it in a way that will make people love it just as much as everything that's already out there right now and that is not a good place that is not a good mindset for a writer to have (laughs) when they're creating um a new world because it really it inhibits what can be a really good story when you're constantly doubting if it's worthwhile in the first place to write in the last year or two I really started to force myself to say you know what these characters want to be written just write them Do not let anything stop you. Just get those words on the paper and if it's utter crap, then it's utter crap. You're never gonna know how good or bad it is if you don't write it. And because I kept telling myself that over a long period of time, the words are flowing more on two of those stories that I just mentioned. So hopefully that does translate that in the next year to year and a half, I do have a release involving zombies because I really, really want to write a zombie book like so friggin' badly. But again, even after all that progress of telling myself, just write it, just write it. There still is that voice in the back of my mind saying, are you sure you want to do that? Because, you know, you love all these other books and all these movies and TV, you know, featuring zombies. Do you really think that this book you're writing is going to make a mark? (laughs) And it's funny because zombies are actually the only creature that I have this problem with. I, you know, ghosts and werewolves and vampires, I have that shit down. I freaking, those books flow like crazy. But when it comes to zombies, it is like, there's that voice. Do you really think this is going to add anything? (laughs) But I am getting better, like I said. And I do really hope in the next year, year and a half, that I will have something for you involving zombies. So those are some of my thoughts, my recommendations, and my feelings about all things zombie. And I know I left some stuff out, and I probably will come back to it in another podcast. But for now, if you have any questions, comments, want my opinion on anything, even if it's to tell me what I forgot, please do leave me. Um, a comment and I will address it in another podcast. And until the next podcast, thank you so much for joining me and have a great evening.